Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about setbacks, how to refocus, and how to continue moving forward. I had an episode a while back where I talked about celebrating the wins when you're climbing any big mountain and you stare up to the top. It's very easy to get overwhelmed and to to say things like, look how much further I have to go. And in the moment you're grinding and you're suffering, you're struggling, you're doing everything you can to climb. And it gets frustrated. Sometimes you have to pull yourself out of that and take a take a look at how far you've come. You've got to look backwards and say, "Wow, look look at what I've done here. Look at the, look at what I've been able to accomplish and and how far I've climbed so far." And if that's if that mountain for you is thirty pounds, then maybe after ten pounds, you know you're in it. You're in the trenches, and things are starting to get difficult. It really takes you know you coming out of that, looking down and saying, "Look, I I I did those ten pounds. Now what do I got to do to continue moving up that mountain?" And sometimes it's not frustration. It's things are going really good, but we just don't take the time to celebrate it, and we lose that boost in confidence. Sometimes it's important for us to step away and say, "Wow, like we're we're really progressing here. This this tr- this plan is on track." And everything's working. We're very optimized. The plan is working really well. And I wanted to resurface this conversation because this became really relevant to me. The two things that I just mentioned became very relevant to me. I was making such good progress with running. I, I went out and I, I did a nine-mile run and I did the, one of the fastest training runs I've ever done at that kind of distance. And just a short time later, I was running a... 5k and I ran the fastest 5k I had ever run and I thought well shoot just keep going you feel good and I I ended up running the fastest 10k I'd ever run and I was I I was just being consistent every every day just putting in the work that was required to, to to hit my training plan and to continue building and then I had a race this past weekend it was a 20 mile or started at midnight and it shook me it shook me to my core and that's what I want to talk about in this episode so I want you to imagine something really quickly. I want you to imagine running for 24 hours straight, being out on a very difficult trail, very difficult terrain, and starting at four in the morning, running for 24 hours, and now you're back at four in the morning, but you're 24 hours later. You're on mile 75. You have 25 miles to go. You're in the freezing cold. It's 18 degrees out. The, the trail is treacherous. It's dark. You're by yourself. You don't have a support crew at the race helping you. You don't have pacers there supporting you and helping you. It's just you. And you're on the side of the trail. You're trying to get a hold of your buddy because he's in the race, but you haven't seen him. You don't know if he dropped out. You're thinking that he might have dropped out, but he doesn't want to tell you because that might make you want to drop out. So you pull off the the side of the trail and in the middle of the woods it's pitch black you send a quick message and then all of a sudden this person comes up on you well I was the person that was coming up on him (laughs) I was at mile 14 or 15 I don't know mile 15 I think it was a 20 mile loop but it was actually 21 miles they called it a 20 mile loop but it was actually 21 miles so I come up on this guy and I just I you know I slowly pass him at this point, I'm, I'm suffering. <laughs> I feel like I'm suffering. I'm struggling. I'm having a very 
hard time. And I just, I pass him and I say, are you okay? Everything okay? Because he had his phone out. I didn't know what he was doing. And he said, yeah. And then he, he proceeded to tell me the story that I just told you that he was trying to get a hold of his friend. And he was thinking his friend might have been hurt or had to pull out for medical reasons, whatever, wanted to make sure he was okay, but also said that maybe, maybe his friend was just worried that he, you know, he didn't want to send him a message saying he quit because that would make his, maybe make his friend want to quit as well. So he, he started running with me. I think at that point he needed some moral support, not moral, but maybe some company just to keep going. And here's the deal. I was, I was in a really bad shape. I was uh, going as slow as I could possibly even imagine going. I was already way over my predicted time and it, nothing seemed to be going well. I was freezing. My clothes were soaking wet from sweat on the inside. And I, I was just not having a good run and I'm doing everything that I can to do the next four or five miles. And I'm trying to get it in my head that I need to be tough. I need to be mentally strong. I need to keep pushing through this. I need to grind, grind away. And, you know, I try to dig deep and tell myself like, you know, other people couldn't do this, you know, and give myself that ego boost. But then I come across this guy and he rocks my world because he was only on mile 75. He had already been running for 24 hours. Now he's running with me and he not, he has to finish the five miles that I have to finish, but I'm done with my race. He has to do an entire another loop. He's looking at maybe another five, six hours out on the course, maybe even more, seven or eight hours. And I'm thinking, what, how, where do you have to go in your mind to be able to push through something like that? He lived eight hours away. Like I said, he didn't have anyone there, no support. I had Shauna at every station. I was looking forward to seeing her, you know, wanted to talk to her, let her know what's happening, what's going on. What, how I'm feeling about this, why this is going so bad. This guy's got no one. And then we came up on another guy and the, those two ended up running together because that guy was in a hundred mile or two, or they were running together for a while. I, I ended up going on ahead because I just wanted to get done with this damn race. But both of those guys were, I mean, grinding and truly suffering. I have not seen that level of mental toughness that people were purposely putting themselves into. That was a whole nother layer. I've heard stories. I've heard all kinds of amazing and crazy stories. I just talked about James Lawrence and the hundred Ironmans he did in a row, but I've never actually met someone that has put themselves into that kind of physical pain, that kind of mental anguish that that kind of mental suffering on purpose. And so when I talk about mountains for people, goals, things that you're chasing, things that you really want out of life, the thing that I wanted more than anything four or five years ago, whenever I started my big journey here, the thing that I wanted more than anything was to become mentally strong. I felt like I was weak. I was weak minded. I realized when I went on a one or two mile run and I I hated it. It sucked. I just wanted to quit. I realized that I was running away from stuff and I was sick of being that person. And if I was going to develop mental strength and a, a great way to start doing that was right in front of me. It was exercise. It was running because I didn't like doing that. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go home and be comfortable and be in front of my TV and 
that was my new way of challenging my comfort zone, getting outside of my comfort zone, pushing boundaries, trying to improve my mental strength. And so one or two miles became 10 miles, became 20 miles, became 100 miles in five days, became a 50-mile ultra, became an Ironman, it became a 30-mile training run, and it became this 20-mile this run starting at midnight in the freezing cold. And so all these things have been compiling, and it's been helping to build my mental strength, but this was a major setback because I, I started saying things like, I don't belong here. I, I just don't belong I'm not a runner. I'm not one of these guys. I didn't tell this part of the story, but I was running it with a guy earlier in the race and he was faster than me, but he was older. He started later than me. He, you know, he started his running career in his thirties. He was 42 and he had run the, the 20 mile that started in the morning. So there was a 20 mile in the morning. Once you're finished with that, you go do whatever you got to do all day long, and then you come back at midnight and run another 20 miles. So he was going to run 40 miles total. And even, even with those things happening, he was faster than I was. And I couldn't keep up with him. I lost him around my mile 9 or 10 from the beginning of the run. And so these things are weighing on me. I get these major setbacks, and I start saying things like, I don't belong here. I tripped a couple times. I fell to the ground. I was really pissed off. I was really cold. And I was, I was honestly just, just saying, I want to give up. I want to quit. I started thinking about pulling out of the 100. I started saying things like, there's no way in how I'm ready for this 100. There's no way in how I'm going to finish this thing. There, there's just, there's just no way. I'm not, I'm not this type of person. I'm not meant to be here. And so I, you know, I, I obviously have a lot of great people around me, great support system. And, you know, none of this is for, for people to give me pats on the back. It's real. I want, I want people to know that like when you're chasing your goals, you're going to hit major obstacles, major setbacks, things that are going to really rock you and have you asking questions that, that make you question everything, everything that you're doing. It doesn't matter if it's weight loss or opening a business or, you know, going for the big promotion or whatever your, your thing is that you really, really want, you're going to hit major obstacles, major walls. I was talking to one of my clients about weight loss and they were frustrated. And, you know, I, I said, I, it's not the same goal, but I can relate with you on the frustration because, you know, this is, this is happening to me too in, in this area. And so when we're all chasing something, when we're chasing something big, we're going to come to these times where that it, things get very, very hard. And one of my friends, Chris Karwowski, I just did a podcast with him on the Chad Shipley show. It's awesome. You should go check it out. But Chris was leaving the gym this morning and I just, you know, I was talking to him for a little bit and I said, you know, honestly, man, I, I was questioning everything. I was, I was, I was saying things like, I don't belong here. Like, I don't, I shouldn't even be doing this. And he said, well, you know, you, you need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> look at how far you've come. Look at the progress you've made. Think about the things that you've done. Think about the journey that you're on. Think about how far ahead you are than you've ever been. And worry, just worry about that. Stay focused. Keep up the plan. The plan's working. You, you know, I know that the plan's working. I've had that progress. I, I just had that nine mile run. I had the uh, fastest 10K I've ever done, fastest 5K I've ever done. I know that I'm getting stronger and that I'm progressing. The plan is working. 
But these things come up and you get frustrated and the mindset starts to get banged up a little bit and you're not sure you're not sure if you're you're meant for it, if you're cut out for it, if it's if it's something worthwhile. And you gotta you gotta rumble through that a little bit. And then you gotta pull yourself out of the weeds, look back and say, okay, look at how far I've come, figure out what you need to do to get back on track and just stay to plan. Keep to the plan. The consistent things that you need to be doing every single day, keep doing them. You just got to keep grinding through and it's real. It's just real and I wanted to come on here and talk about it because that was as real and as raw as it was going to get for me to be in that moment and to have a conversation with someone that had to be in one of the darkest places. And that's what I want. I want more than anything to do a 100 mile hour because I want the, I know that's the mental test. That's going to be the thing. That's like my big top of the mountain. The Ironman was that to an extent, but this is the next level. This is going to be the hardest thing I've ever put myself into physically and mentally. And I want to be able to say that I'll, I'll be that person that in that moment that's that's struggling and suffering so bad that I can still push through it but I I'm not there yet. I'm not I'm not I'm not equipped yet. But I just need to keep moving forward. A couple years ago I could barely run a mile. I did a 10-mile trail run that was brutal. I I struggled through the marathon. Everything that I did over the last couple of years those things are not as big of a deal anymore because I've continued to progress because I've continued to put in the work and I just need to look back on that. And this isn't, you know, a self therapy session. I guess it is to an extent where I'm patting myself on the back. I'm trying to give you guys real things that are happening in my life and how I'm working through them because that's, that's the stuff that helps me. I want, I want other people that are going after really big things and I want them talking about the truthful and honest ways that they're managing and working through them. And, and I, I think everything that I'm talking about here is it's the right way. You pull yourself out, you get your mind right, you, you think about the, the wins, you think about how far you've come, and you go back to the plan. You go back to the things that are working, and if it's not working, you figure out how to tweak it. And for me, one of the things I'm tweaking is that I need to spend a lot more time in the woods. Woods running is totally different than running on a treadmill or running out on pavement. Woods running is a totally different ball game. My pace in those woods was around 15 to 17 minutes. Running pace is around 15 minutes. You add in the aid stations, I was at 17 minutes per mile. I could run that in under 10 minutes per mile easily on pavement, but you put me in the woods, give me freezing cold weather, and put me in the dark, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to struggle. And my legs are going to be broken the next day. They're still sore today. That was three or four days ago. So I need to train more in the woods. I need to train more on hills. I need to get my nutrition right because I got sick in 20 miles. Drinking the chicken noodle soup, eating some of the, the sugary things to keep me going, I got sick on that trail run. Not really sick, not like I did in the Ironman, but it's not right. My nutrition's not dialed in. The fueling is not dialed in. I need to figure out exactly what I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat it for 36 hours on that 100-mile run. And I got to make sure that 
as best as possible, it doesn't make me sick. So these are things that I'm learning. And I told Shauna that I said, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that came out of this that I learned, but it was, it was a real kick in the ass. It kicked me in the face. (laughs) This past run kicked me in the face, but sometimes you need that because those are the, those are the times where you're going to take the most out of it. If I would have went in there and crushed it, you know, I wouldn't be thinking about running more in the woods and training more in the woods and getting my nutrition correct and doing, you know, and, and then what would have happened is, you know, I might've done the first 20 at the Eastern States 100. Okay. But eventually running in the woods for that long is going to catch up to me. And I realize that now. So I need to get back out there, whatever you're doing, whatever you're going for, you got to have a plan. You got to have the the rituals. You got to have the habits. You got to have the non-negotiables. You have to have all of the right things in place. But you're going to you're going to smash into walls. And when you smash into walls, you just got to reset. You got to look at how far you come. You got to celebrate your wins. You got to keep thinking about the progress. If you need to dial up the plan a little bit, redial the plan, get back on track, and then just keep climbing that mountain. The people that have all the things that they want in life, they have them because they figured out how to get around these 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 times where they're they're smashing up against the wall, and they figured out that in order to have the things that they want, they got to have non-negotiable lifestyle. They got to do the things every single day that are required to get them to their goal. And so for me, uh, it's back to the plan. It's back to the habits. It's back to the work. And it's, it's fine tuning a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's it's going back into the grind and doing what I need to do so that when I, I get to that point in the 100 mile race where, where everyone else in the world would be saying, there's no way I could do it. I somehow figure out how to do it. I want to be that guy that I came across this past weekend. I want to be. I want to be the person that gets to a point where people can't fathom how, how they push through because that's my big goal. Mental toughness is the thing that I'm chasing because I know when I conquer that, I'm going to be a better person in this world. That's it. I'm out. Boom.